Welcome back to another edition of TC Braves Nation. I'm your host, Brandon Romans, joined in studio with my student co-hosts, Tic Tac and Toe, Caleb Castile, Colin Cook, Jacob Cutshaw, and I don't need to leave out Stephen Howell, who's off to my right this morning. And we do have a special guest in studio with us, James Powers, and we'll get to James in just a minute. He's got an upcoming state competition that we'll talk about. So, Caleb, I hope you had a good weekend, and I'm going to turn the microphone over to you and let you get this kicked off. Okay, real quick before we start this interview, I just got to say something right quick. Hendrick, Go ahead. Hendrick Motorsports is the most Mickey organization I've ever seen in my life. Kyle leads the race basically the whole third stage, and then a caution comes out because Eric Jones shows us why he's not the 20 anymore. Next topic. Eesh. And then we lose. All right, and that's all for NASCAR today, so <laughs> on to the important stuff. That is okay. On to the important stuff. So, like Mr. Roman said, we have a special guest in studio, Mr. James Powers. So, James, I'm going to ask the question that's probably on a lot of people's minds right now. How does a welding competition work? Uh, so the one that I'm doing, like what I'm, I'm, I'm going for sculpting, right? And um, what I've been doing is uh, I've been making a, like a this little tree, like just out of like, um, like I just been welding it up, and it's. I don't know. I put a lot of pieces of metal together and started welding them up. I made a tree, and then um, I colored it and stuff like that. So, but um, the main thing that uh, I guess the only thing that they grade you on, or like scoring wise, would be like uh, the textbook. You're supposed to make a textbook, like a little notebook of uh, like pictures of like you making it and stuff like that. But um, that's my competition. But uh, Votech, they have like. Uh, my welding class has been making this uh, shooting house for the last three years, and um, it's like a shooting house, but for like disabled p- kids. And um, so it has like a, a little uh, wheelchair ramp on the back, and um, it's on the ground, and then um, has a winch that like lifts it up like four feet on the, off the ground. But getting up there to Jackson and seeing what we can do. And James actually showed me some pictures of these projects. And when he told me he was making a tree, you know, I didn't really have envisioned in my mind what it what it looked like. This this isn't just something burned out on a on a plasma table and stuck together. It's 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 incredible. And tell us about how you were telling me about coloring uh, the metal where you were doing uh, like oil quenching or or that process. Oh yeah. So um, when I actually finished like um, with uh, welding it up like all the branches I had on it. I just uh, took the torch and started heating it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, while it was heating it up, like I put oil on it and it uh, kind of turned it blue color. But but it says in the rules, like you can't like paint it. So I just used uh, coloration on that and just colored it like that. Yeah, that looked, that looked really cool. So, you know, talk to us more about the shooting house project. I know I saw photos of that and we talked on Friday um, some tell us more in depth on the on the shooting house uh what Votech's doing on that um so when they first started this project like three years ago they uh, built it from they designed it and built it from like the ground up right and so they've just been taking like pieces of of um, metal tubing and stuff like that and like sheets of metal and they've just been like welding it all together mm-hmm. and but like it's like a uh, it's like a trailer like a pull behind truck trailer it's going to have uh, wheels on it, and they paint it and all that, and um, they're going to have all of that already, and um, they're actually hoping to uh, sell it at state, So, because uh, some um, disabled um, organizations like mm-hmm. that, they hit them up, and they were talking to him about that, like they were talking about buying it from them, so 
bring income to uh, the career and technical center. That's really that's really awesome. I know I saw you show you shared photos of that with me. Very worthwhile project. So um, you do go to state tomorrow on Tuesday. Yes, sir. So do you, how how does that competition work? Because I know well, this is new to me, and I know the guys here at the table uh, are, are pretty well pretty fascinated about this whole process. Just take us through um, how this actually works. Yeah, they're just grading you off. Um, your, like how you present yourself and how you present what you're doing, and um, they're going to grade you but off that. But the thing with state is i got to have this notebook that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. and but everything that matters is in that notebook. So if you can win by having a bad sculpture and a 100 out of 100 like grade notebook. Okay, that's awesome. Wait, so like are you competing against other people? Yeah. So, like, when you go down there, do you have to sculpt something again? Mm-mm. No, you're taking uh, what you've been making since uh, the start of the year. Oh, I got you. I got you. Wait, but if you didn't go to regionals, how do you go to state? Because uh, sculpting, because uh, in regionals, they don't have a sculpting section. And um, they have uh, welding. Like, you're just showing off what you can do at that, that at the regionals. Oh, I got you. But uh, sculpting, it's more of a, I don't know, it's like a state-only thing. You know oh, I got you. I got you. So, you... Are essentially making like a scrapbook of your project and the process that it took and that's what they grade you off of? Right, yeah. Cool. Alright, so uh, what I've been wanting to ask, is there any exact measurements that you have to meet or you can't go over a certain height or certain things you can and can't do, like requirements and limits? Uh, yeah, like uh, I was talking about earlier, like you can't paint it like like with the actual paint, so that's why I use discoloration, but um, it has to be in the parameters of uh, 15 long 12 wide and um inches or feet inches oh okay. uh, i was yeah. i was, I was saying, you made a you tree, tree. 12 and 15 <laughs> yeah. 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 i was like we are making real life sculptures yeah. over here bro uh, go ahead go ahead my fault but um no it's cool like i just always been into stuff like that so it's cool like i can actually you know go to a competition for it it's pretty impressive i thought welding at votech was just like all right we got this for you we're gonna send you to a career tech college and then you're off to mm-hmm. the Oil rigs or wherever y'all go to welding oh, yeah. and stuff like that. But Dude, like, weld, welding's pretty, a killing. That's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, right? welding yeah. is a very booming industry. They yeah, make a lot of money. Everybody's going well. <clears throat> but so what happens? Uh, I know you you had told me uh, if you is it if you place are there scholarships available for uh, winning state? Yeah, or? I don't know like when like at a like a, like how far you, like if you place mm-hmm. I don't know like when you would get a scholarship but okay. there are definite scholarships involved in in this ter- like they did that in regionals there's definitely definite scholarships yeah hey real life experience right here guys but careers and uh, skills you can use you can use out in the real world for sure but um oh yeah my main plan is um I'm going to um get my blue card and I'm going to go to a career in tech college in Alaska and, and what's, what's a blue card for those that uh, don't know? That's like uh, your certificate saying that you completed the main course. Okay. I'll get oh, that uh, yeah. my first day that I walk in my second year. Why Alaska? Um, <laughs> I mean, I was just asking. That, no, no. That's, that's a good question. So I've always been like, um, I don't know, I've always been fascinated with like the extreme, extreme cold. And I've always, <laughs> like, I've, I don't know, I always liked it up north, you know what Have I'm saying? Have fun is all I got to say. But um, that and... Um, Starting out, welders pay in Alaska is like two hundred fifty grand. 
that. Yeah, have fun. Starting out. Have fun. Yeah, yeah starting out. So, fun fact about Alaska, if Build you didn't already know this, it's not always like there's some months when the sun shines for maybe three hours. Yeah. And people are like, well, it's not always cold. Well, yeah, during the summer, I mean, well, whenever their summer is, it's warm. Yeah, 50s, 40s, stuff like that. But it's pretty cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's sub zero. I ain't going to be out the house at all. Like, you better use that 250 to build a fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> Get you some insulation. Oh, fireplace. Get you spending, some insulation. You're spending 100K on wood and a fire. <laughs> yeah. I heard, like, so I saw a TikTok the other day that oh makes God. groceries in rural Alaska are like 25 bucks a gallon oh, yeah. for, for a gallon of milk. Like yeah. 17 bucks of bread. Milk? Well, there's grocery stores out there. It, it's yeah, always transported. There's a race in Canes in Alaska. Mm-hmm. It's always really? been expensive in Alaska, though. I was probably watching this on TV on some informational channel about five, six years ago. Boxes of Lucky Charms go for fifteen dollars when there's not an inflation. When it's just like everything's cool in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's just normal. Good lord! But normal, right? I can, I can, uh, <laughs> actually have this planned out because I, I know some people. Well, I don't know some people, but I've seen like where people like, 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 like you guys were talking about like the inflated prices. But um, the, the way to counter that is like, say you do online shopping, and the only thing that you really got to pay for is shipping to Alaska, and everything is the same price as it would be in the in the states. Yeah. Ah, yeah. You got to yeah. figure it out, man. Yeah, that's He's ready. You're actually system. really impressing yeah. me. You know more about <laughs> what you're going to do after high school than most high school kids know. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've had 6 months just thinking about this like like man, like this is real life. Like I'm yeah. I'm coming into it like that. So Hey, 6 months. I mean, imagine what you're going to be thinking of whenever you graduate. You're a junior or a senior? Uh, I'm a sophomore. So Sophomore. Yeah, yeah, sophomore. yeah. Wow. He passed me. Bro. God, no. Wow. <laughs> I'm a senior. I don't know what I want to do. I don't either. Well, guys, I guess we need to get a truck and learn how to weld and head yeah, to Alaska. That's what I'm saying, We just put some more thought to our life. Get me that blue car. But I better go spend some years in the wilderness. <laughs> Alaskan bush people. Yeah, That's fake. Living in Aidloo. Colin, you know where Alaska's at. Like on a map, it's yeah. right by Hawaii, right? No, they're just down there by uh, Cuba, it's like, ain't it? No, it's it's a, a, up there by um, uh, Canada. Yes, sir. All yes, right. Sir. Yes, sir. Okay. What what country did we buy Alaska from? Caleb, if you know the answer to this, I'll be impressed. If you, Dude, me too. Do you know I don't know. Do you know the answer? Yes, we bought it from Cuba. Nope. On the east side, of- Castro owned it. Nope. Dude, tell me why we would. Cuba's below us. I know. That's the joke. Why would Cuba have... Because have, Fidel Castro was why would very, Cuba very have, expensive. Right, back to what you were saying. Give us the actual answer. Okay. Who so the actual answer is Russia. Russia owned Alaska and used it mostly for oil until we bought it for, like, dirt cheap because they didn't want it anymore. Wow. Get a load of this guy. Man. So what's y'all's opinion on this whole little thing going on? Like, I... I feel terrible for Ukraine. It's like they're getting bullied by uh, older, like you're a freshman in high school and they're seniors in the lunchroom and everything. Yeah. So have y'all been watching the news any on what's actually happening and stuff like that or what's going on, what they're deciding? I've been trying, but it's hard to get like unbiased, reliable sources because yeah. every, everybody I, I've has seen a little bit. Everybody has four different stories on the same thing, and they're all four different viewpoints. Yeah, about this time last week, was it? I think it might have been State of the Union or something like that, where they all they give seventeen hundred standing ovations. But one of them was to the person there for Ukraine, and that was pretty cool. I mean, just how everybody we're not exactly helping 
Ukraine because we don't want to get our own countries involved. But I mean, we're at least showing them that we got their back mm-hmm. and that we're. I mean, we feel for them. Like that's a that's a bad spot to be in. I can't imagine how the women, children, men that are just being handed guns on the street and stuff. I I can't imagine that happening mm-hmm. over here. That's that's just a terrible that's spot crazy. to be in. The mayor of their major city and their president are fighting on the front lines. So, for those of you who need like a comparison, imagine like the mayor of New York City is out fighting on the front lines. Like that's basically what it is for them. When's the last time you saw something like that in America, though? Like that's where, where you really got to put it into it's perspective. Been, it's been a really long. Yeah, time. yeah that, I mean, yeah. Those, those are some like rough people. Like that's that. Well, they they love their country. They man. fought hard for their independence against Russia, and then they ain't about to lose it. They ain't about like to that. lose it. Yeah. yeah. So, and I will say. This whole situation has made me kind of lighten up on the unification of because people all around the world are divided on issues because everyone has different opinions. But the way everyone's kind of took a stand in here and the UK and France and over in Europe and in Asia, all these countries, all these people are saying, standing up and saying this isn't right and like donating to charities to get refugees out of Ukraine. Um, it just kind of shows you that there is still good left in the world. Oh yeah, I've I've seen that. Um, I agree with that. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I've seen that uh, NATO has given the the thumbs up to like send fighter jet, fighter jets over there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like troops and stuff. And see, the impressive thing is they're still fighting. Like they are not going down without a fight. It's taking Russia a lot longer than people thought it would. A lot more resources. To take oh, yeah. oh yeah, I'm sure Russia thought it was gonna be a cakewalk. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they thought they were going there and just take it. Yeah, and right now they're they're kind of losing in a, in a sense. Yeah, they've yeah. lost more men. Yeah, I mean they took like one major city, but that's about they've it. They've taken the second biggest city in Ukraine, and I think Ukraine took it back just not that long ago. So mm-hmm. it's they're not really making any headway. There's this hospital that they keep fighting over. As soon as Russia invaded, they took it. Then Ukraine took it back. Then Russia took it back. Then Ukraine took it back. And it's like, just keeps changing hands. Imagine. Why is it over the hospital? I think because some, like, they want to use it as a military base and, like, just for to store medical supplies and stuff like that. I got you. Yeah. Have y'all seen the Fox and the CBS and CNN or whoever? They'll send, like, cameramen over there, and they'll be fighting, like, walking behind the Ukrainian soldiers. Yeah. At, like... I don't think a Russian sniper is going to be able to tell the difference between a cameraman and a soldier. Yeah, uh, especially because they're civilians. But yeah. <laughs> they, have, they, have, uh, they have the press leaning on. But, but that's not really going to matter. That's always yeah. happened, though, in wars. There's yeah. always been people with cameras. I mean, that's just part of your job when you're over there reporting. Front lines or not, that's always been a thing. Yeah. I don't think they care if they have press. You got me messed mind. up. You think I'm going to go over there with a the microphone? <laughs> All right, we're sitting, we're sitting the podcast over there. We're recording the podcast. <laughs> Let me we're go gonna, talk to a couple of them Russians. Send me over there in a blacked-out Hellcat. That's all I need. Have y'all seen a video of the the Russian tank that's, like, broke down on the side of the road, and this Ukrainian guy pulls up, well, rolls the, his window yeah. down, and says, hey, you boys need a ride? <laughs> like, but, uh, man, you've you seen, like, um, the Ukrainians, like, like um, they have, like, prisoners of war, like, of the Russians. Like, they captured the Russians, mm-hmm. and um, they're face like, they're getting the Russians, like, families, like, phone numbers, FaceTiming them. And, like, that way they can talk. And, like, mm-hmm. they're being, like, very, very humane towards uh, their mm-hmm. prisoners of war. It's a good to see because usually prisoners of war are not treated as humans. Right. That's funny. again, like, I feel like it's kind of evolved a little bit. Yeah. There's a lot like more. The whole, the whole 
Yeah, there's a lot more regulations to yeah. war. Yeah, you you can't do. like if you have a prisoner of war, you there's a lot of things you can't do, or it's a war crime. And then mm-hmm. at that point, it's you like got the you whole got world eat. coming at yeah. you. Yeah. Got to get taken yeah. to the international court, court of justice and go through all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably get thrown in jail for the rest of your life, or get worse. <laughs> Extradited from your country. Extradited, or just have your free trial of life expire. Right. So real quick before we wrap up here, I do want to mention something that's happening on the national scale. March Madness Selection Sunday oh, is yeah. this weekend. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to bring you a March Madness episode special because it's situated on the week of spring break. And by the time we get back, the round of 64 will pretty much be over. But we will definitely have to all make brackets and come in and check them whenever we get back from spring break. We say brackets, you mean like, like- a – Tournament bracket. We've been talking about no, I mean March like, Madness. I know. Episode. I was like all year. The other day, I was like, so the March, the selection Sunday falls on the Sunday before spring break. Anyone want to come in Monday and record it? Yes. Oh no, that's a horrible idea. Yes. You never asked us that. If I don't have work on Monday, I will be here to do it. If everybody else agrees to, I'll be here at eight thirty, ready to go. I'm, I'm I mean, ready. I'm, d- I'm down. Roman, if we get it, let's go. If we Bet. get it. If we get it, folks, you'll still get a March Madness episode. Hey, I'm okay. Hey, 8.30 works either way because uh, my job doesn't get started until 10.30, so I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. All right, 8.30 next Monday morning, Monday March morning, Madness. Monday morning. Colin? Yeah. Colin, you better win the you bracket You better challenge. be here. I'll be here. And, I mean, also, I'm pretty sure we can find brackets that we can print out. And oh, yeah, there will be printable brackets online. For sure. Are you saying, like, let me do this right. Like an actual bracket. Oh, we'll have, we'll like have to all the Colin, we'll, we'll, ex- <laughs> we'll it, explain A whole it. week from now. This is an okay. off-air type Colin, off-air. Ex- explanation. But we thank you all for tuning in this week for Con Cook, Jacob Cutshaw, Stephen Howe, and James Powers. Toodles. I'm Gabe Castile. Send it back over to Mr. Romans. Go all right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you taking time out of your day, James, to come in and sit down and talk with us. Uh, and we'll see you back Monday morning at 8.30, so get ready. We'll roll out a March Madness episode for you. So until then, have a good week. Let's go Braves. Let's go Braves.